0: Welcome to Americana Quill, writer to writer. This is your host, Vincent Woodall. And today we have a second time coming guest. His second book is called "Stay the Course." Beginning to index. Um, the the synopsis of the book is is the inner city Chicago kid Stephen Goody has been transformed into Private Goody and has just graduated army basic training, to the line. He is now faced with New challenges that would change his life forever. First, he has to learn how to be a mechanic on technical advanced Apache helicopter. He's never even changed a flat tire before. The stakes are high, and if he makes the wrong move, his Army career will be over. Second, going home for the first time since basic training. How will his family receive him? How much has the Army changed him? And he must face the question, did the army actually change him or just bring out the person he's always been and was meant to be? You will watch through the eye of Private Goody and hear his inner thoughts as he fights within himself and navigate his army life in a new place surrounded by new people. Read how he continues to grow from a boy to a man to a soldier. I have none other
1: than a special guest, Dion McCarthy. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? How's everyone going? Doing? Everyone in my house is good. Um, I'm
0: expecting my first child in a few months, so super excited and and ready to take on that that lifetime of a challenge. My goodness! Congratulations
1: to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Do you do you have children yourself? If I may ask. Oh yeah, I, I have three. They're they're all grown and in college and having their own lives started right so before how, my eyes. how was that
0: journey of um you be when you were becoming a first-time father
1: like were you nervous were you excited a little bit of everything uh, ex- extremely nervous i think it's every day you find something new to be nervous about you know first steps i was nervous about that you know eating by himself i was nervous about that going to school for the first day driving going out in the world Every right. day you find something new to be nervous about, but you know, you do the best you can and leave the rest up to God. No, I can could, I could only imagine,
0: And Thank you for those words, because I know I'm going to have to remember that every time I see my daughter do something that's new for her and new for me to see her do it, so. Yeah, every yeah. day. So getting into your book, explain the process of now going into your second book after you completed the first one, I'm sure you're on, on a high knowing that you completed such a hard thing t- to accomplish, which is a book in itself. So like, how was the approach for the
1: second book? The The approach for the second book was <clears throat> was to continue and, and build off of the foundation we established in becoming a soldier in total line. So the second book is more about you know, once you get done with basic training that all soldiers get, then you go into your specific training. That's what you chose to do to have in your life and your career. So I, I built off of that for the second book to show the the mature the maturation of Private Good, you know, and how he had to learn and grow and overcome not just physical challenges from basic training, but now it's, it's, it's a mental challenge. Now, now it's, it's, it's a growth spurt. And, you know, like you, you put ice cubes in warm water, you know, most the first thing that it normally does is crack, but eventually it changes its surroundings. It adjusts. And, and that's yeah. what the second book is pretty much about is that mm. adjustment, that complete soldier process from basic training all the way through to his first duty station.
0: Wow. So it's similar, I guess, to a kid choosing a a major in a college, I guess. Right. When they after they do their their prerequisites,
1: now it's like, all right, now what do you want to be and how do you what's the courses to get there? So exactly. And, And that comes up with even more personal questions of have I made the right choice? Am I in the right place? Am I doing what I've been meant to do? You know, am I, should I change? Is this really for me? You know, and it's just that acceptance and that understanding and that that, that confidence. It's a big leap right. of faith at a, at a certain point, but it's rewarded. Are you allowed to
0: change your,
1: um, your profession once you enter
0: in the Army or no?
1: You can't. You can, but it comes at a very high cost because the army has paid you forward for the training that you received. So mm-hmm. in order for them, and you know how difficult it, it can be for the army to come up off of that change, mm-hmm. there's a lot of red tape involved, but it's, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Very rare, but it's possible. Usually, to change your MOS, you have to promise the army that you're going to re-enlist and be able to make that requirement for the next job.
0: So if you wanted to just do this for four years, basically you have to renegotiate your contract for like an extension of a, a, two or three more years exactly. for that, <laughs> to switch you
1: to your next program. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, when That's... it comes time for re-enlistment, that, the, the power is in the soldier's hands but the options are in the army's hands. So they only give you so many options that you can choose from, which are all gonna benefit them in the long run. Yeah, it
0: sounds similar to uh, like a football contract. It really doesn't mean anything if you wanna change one thing. It's like, it's all ripped up and we gotta renegotiate everything. So that's amazing to hear. So the first book, I love the audio. This book, I did not see an audio version. Is there, was it just because of the pandemic? You couldn't get into a studio to record or?
1: Uh, no, it was just I'm working on the audio. The audio is about 60 percent done. Mm-hmm. but I, I learning from the first book, I'm trying to change the process. I'm trying to grow more from the book and the ebook to kind of build that synergy for when the audiobook came comes out.
0: Okay, so it's you trying different approaches to reach the most audience possible, which is something that is very hard for a lot of independent authors, especially even for me, I'm still learning how to navigate that, what websites to like promote my book through to those reader viewerships. Have you tried BookBub? Because that's a big one that everyone talks about that I tried, but it's not the easiest to, to figure out, you have to do a lot of testing before you even get like the certain spikes you you know you're supposed to
1: hit. So it's. I just I just touched BookBub, and and when I say just touched, I am talking in a matter of, of three weeks ago, so mm-hmm. I, I I'm starting to establish that, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to working with them and seeing how user friendly it, it it is.
0: I think it's very user-friendly, but it's like, how do I reach the audience that I know is out there? Because obviously my reach on Facebook and social media is touched by so much algorithms, I doubt I can ever really reach those that are, the true readers that I probably have as friends, they probably don't even see my posts. So it's like, how do I reach readers? And that's, it, that's
1: the that's the challenge. It is, it, is, it is all a challenge. And, you know, as independent authors, we, we have to learn things the hard way and sometimes the hard way can be expensive. Sometimes the hard way can be time consuming and frustrating. Absolutely. I understand. I could not agree with you more. So
0: did you read any books just to like establish a certain style for this one or you just kind of stuck to what you knew and just kept moving forward with that?
1: I just kind of stuck with what I knew. Um, I upgraded you know, my my writing style, you know, you, you're always going to progress and get better. Right. So I, I try to hone in a lot of things that I mistakes that I've made on the first book and and just build off of that for the second book. So naturally, my, my writing style has evolved. I'm a little it's it's bittersweet to read other people, other authors books, because I don't want to lose what makes me an individual author, but I also want to learn what makes a successful author.
0: Right. I tell people the best way to like get better at storytelling and, and writing is just reading books. It's like it's like an author's game tape. You just have to do it. It, it doesn't even matter what the genre is. It could be something totally away from what you write for you for, as for you for as an author, but. It's just like game tape. It's like you just have to do it somehow. For some reason, it just connects and it just helps you become a better storyteller. I, I can't explain it. It's just one of those things that yeah. it's like. Yeah, a, it's you like learn, a, you learn without
1: yeah. even realizing you're learning.
0: Right. It's like an on for. <laughs> how can I explain it? It's like something that they just tell you to like. It's just something that just helps grow your your palate, I guess, in a way where it's it's hard to explain. It's just it's just part of the. Just part of the requirements yeah. without getting paid
1: for it like it it's 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 akin to inculcation and right. the army uses that all the time you see it and and it's beat into you on a on a subconscious level and and that's kind of how i see it the more the more the better stuff you put in and take in the better stuff you will have and give out right so it's ex- Explain a little bit more of the
0: part two of the parts you can explain of just the transition of is he still a private in this one?
1: Or- uh, he he becomes in this book, he becomes E2 and <clears throat> the book ends as he becomes a PFC after his first deployment and coming back home. Got it. So you know, without without saying a lot. This book kind of touched on not only his job, but realizing the differences when he first goes home. You know, some <laughs> of the expectations that his family had of him versus his reality. You know, right. um, so it, it was a it was a transition. And then I really wanted to put in there the relationship between Goody and his grandfather, because if, if you notice. I, I I quote, you know, the You quoted him a few lot. times in it, the
0: first book. Absolutely. I remember um I think you talked about him having a gun in the first book and how he said it's not for play or whatever. And um so no, it's definitely recollections of him remembering certain lessons from his grandfather. So I'm glad you kept that
1: kind of going into the, the second book. Yeah, and, and the second book explains really why all the words that his grandfather had told him before was starting to come to his mind Mm -hmm. because you realize that his grandfather is also a veteran and and really has wisdom that he's trying to give good, but he wasn't ready to hear it. And and once he was ready to hear it, the relationship between him and his grandfather just kind of, you know. So right. How long did it take for you
0: to write this book compared to your first one? since now you had a groove of how you wanted to, to execute, you
1: probably had more of an outline this time and like, okay, this is the path. The process was definitely a little easier, you know, uh, but still difficult. Don't, don't take me wrong for that. But I knew more of what to expect. I knew more of, you know, where I actually was in the process because writing the first book, I was just writing. I didn't know, If I was halfway through the entire process, you know, a quarter of the way through the process, but having completed one book, I know exactly where I stand. I know exactly Mm -hmm. what to expect, what to prepare for, most importantly. Right.
0: What was your writing schedule like
1: during this one? Was it as,
0: was it similar to your first as like maybe Monday through Friday or a few hours
1: out the week or... No, the, the my schedule for the second book and probably for the books, the subsequent books is, 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 is strict. I, I, I have to give myself that strict guideline and goal. So yeah. I have myself on a definite schedule, um, you know, every day, you know, being retired, I can, I can, I have the, 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 luxury, the luxury of
0: time. Oh my God. Yeah, I
1: can <laughs> I missed that from um, now that I,
0: I'm working a nine-to-five while also trying to be a, such a dedicated writer. But when I had the free time, I, I was able to release seven books last year because the year before that, all that time was my, was my canvas. And I just got to, to wake up and just work hard and execute every thought of a book that I wanted to execute that year.
1: Yeah.
0: I envy those that not envy in a bad way, but like I I miss the the free time of just being able to wake up and work that hard. Cause I'm naturally a hard worker. So if I got to do it for something that I love to do on a daily basis, that's that's like a great life to me. So
1: that, that is a good day. It is, right. it is a good day.
0: So congrats on you being able to, you know, have <laughs> the time to do that. Cause a lot of I'm sure if you wasn't in the army, you'll probably still be forced to to work a regular nine to five somewhere else and, and wait for those to reach your 65 year for retirement, you know. So. oh yeah.
1: I I I I am blessed. Um, you know, I was thinking about that writing of the, the second book when, right. you know, I was doubtful if I had made the right choice, you know, and and our vision is backwards at best. So mm. now that I can sit back where I am and look back to where I was. I, I'm I'm definitely sure I made the right choice. Yeah,
0: although we spend a lot of money doing these books, it's it's a catalog game because if one book goes, then all the other books will follow. Right, is what I try to tell people to keep them going. It's like, what's your approach as an independent? You're not, you can't look for the the quick deal because there, there is no quick deal. So it's just about building up a catalog. So when you build the audience, they'll come for for the rest of your journeys and they'll probably even backtrack and buy every
1: book you ever written. So. See now that that's, that's a great point because I don't really push state of course like, like I did for total line. I am continually pushing total line, Mm -hmm. like you said, to start the journey. And if I've done My job correctly for Total Line, it will speak for itself for subsequent books.
0: I think you did. It's just, I think a lot of authors have done great work their first book, and then they don't have a follow-up because they're not, oh, their follow-up is a whole different book. And some people will follow that, and some people want to know more of this one particular book. And as an independent, I'm realizing that um, if you can start off with a book series, do it and just do four or five and then go into the next genre of four and five books of that. Because it seems like that's what gravitates to people that like keep them binge reading if they're in the mood to read. So it's like, you just got to catch them whenever they're ready. And it's just about just getting eyeballs and then eventually it'll come, but that's the hard part. So it's like, until then, just just keep building up the catalog is what I try to tell you. Exactly.
1: Somebody, somebody told me, I have to have a whole bunch of book and they call them episodes. I need to have a lot of book episodes so people don't feel like they're watching commercials. <laughs> so. <laughs> no,
0: they're right. I released four four books of the same series all in the same day. Just And I've seen the few people that took the time to read it, they kept on reading the next book after, after, and after. But it's about getting 100,000 of those one day to just do after, 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 after. And that's when you're going to see the fruits of your labor makes sense but until now it's just about smiling and just just fighting through the dark days of just getting getting the catalog out slowly but surely or whatever your pace is but
1: perseverance and and faith yes
0: right so, you got to have the foresight though too which is hard for people that wants a quick a quick dollar because they think this is going to and it will change your life it just won't be when you expect it to that's how I feel about it
1: exactly so right now i'm'm I'm, I'm writing to complete the series. But during writing the series and each book coming out, let's say periodically, Mm -hmm. I understand that not many people are going to have the patience to wait for the whole series at one book at a time. So once the series is complete, like you said, they'll have the whole body where they can sit down and read book one through four to complete that entire journey, Mm -hmm. not watching commercials or waiting for the next release
0: or then you can focus your money on spending more on the marketing, right? Because then at least you'll have the books out there where it now makes sense to market the first book as hard as you can and let the rest of them follow suit instead of you trying to market every book one at a time. And that's what I learned about a book series. It's like every year I can be like, I'm investing this much into marketing and let's see where it goes and just keep keep it rolling until you start seeing it turn over for you. So that's... I think that's my game plan from now on is just doing book series like that. But it's it's not an easy task because you want it out to the public, but that's your own ego talking rather than you just waiting. Yes. To just so,
1: to really hit them, hit them hard it, when it's time. It's almost like we have to tease. We we have to tease. We have to mm-hmm. kind of give enough, but not a lot. You know? Yeah. Give a little bit more, but still leave you hungry.
0: Yeah, so true. So yeah. what what was the inspiration for um for the schedule that you chose this time around? Like, was it just the free time? Was that was that your main thing? Like, all right, I'm blaming
1: COVID for that <laughs> because gives mm-hmm. you know, something to do. Yeah, no, absolutely, it does. So I don't have idle hands. I don't have idle mind. I, I it keeps me focused. It keeps me sharp. So when the world does kind of return to some semblance of normality. I can I'll be ready for that. I'll still be sharp. I'll still be able to focus and I'll still be able to get out and see the world, which was my whole point when I retired. But since the world has pretty much changed, then I've taken it as a a silver lining to, you know, force or focus on writing. No, I love that because that's
0: I've kind of lost my focus while working this new job, just trying to get adjusted to it, but since I did so much work beforehand, it's like, to the viewer's eye, or to those that are paying attention to my work, it looks like I've never, I haven't taken a step off the brakes, but it's like, I actually had, but when I had the free time, I worked so hard that it, you, won't, you wouldn't be able to tell, you know? Exactly. I just think I'm gearing up to release another five or six books the following year, which... You know, <laughs> which would be quite a lot that did seven last year but i definitely need to uh get the ball rolling with executing again on, on that high level of focus because at one point i was working about 4 30 in the morning to work out and then right after i'll just just chomp at the bit of writing until, until my
1: brain oh. became mush you know oh man wait till you start doing baby curls and bottle curls and yeah yeah Hopefully, I can figure
0: out thirty minutes to write it and have them in my arm or something, and just just keep it going, just because I, I get. Yeah, I think my not a fear, but a, a worry is that you don't you stop chasing. Sometimes I've realized some people stop chasing their dream when they have kids, but it's like how do you chase your dream while raising your kids to know that it's okay to chase a dream? You know, it's like uh, it's a fine balancing act. I would assume.
1: It is definitely it is definitely and when you can find that perfect lane where you're not taking love away from your children but you're not taking love away from your dreams, that's a great great day
0: right and uh, I guess that's that's what I'm nervous about, but it's also something I'm excited to to figure out because I, I don't feel like I would have been blessed with having a child if I if because you know I feel like God knows my plans of how
1: much I want to be a writer at a certain level so I don't think just be patient with it because there there may be a time where your child will dominate your time and writing will definitely take a back seat for months maybe even years but be patient
0: no that I, I could imagine I'm sure when they're five or six they're like all right man I'm tired of you anyway let me let me do this let me play with my toys anyway so I'm sure this pocket I just gotta realize when the pocket
1: right and when's the pocket to be attentive and be a doting doting fan you, you know you are way ahead of the game than i was so yeah uh, i appreciate that <laughs> let's see whatever questions i have right it's just so much rambling on and on in my head that i um, well let me let me put this let me say this the yeah. the end of state of course is highly emotional Mm-hmm. And, and, and because of how I written, wrote the character leading up to that moment at the end of book two just hits different. It just hits home and it, it, it can show, it shows how fast life changes. It shows where your sources of strength can come from places you never imagined. It shows the the inner conflict that we all deal with and struggle with when bad times come. So right. th- that, that part was, I, I was in tears trying to write it. It, it. it just hit that hard for me.
0: Did you know you wanted to get emotional in a second book or it just kind of like came over you to write it in a certain way that it made you emotional thinking slightly mm-hmm. on your life and what you were adding into the, the fictional character
1: of, of good? I, I knew it was going to be an emotional point for the character good, but I didn't know that I bit off that much. So Mm -hmm. when, when I was writing it and I was pattering the main character after myself and other people, that's when I realized just how big of a moment I captured in -hmm. this book. Yeah. That's amazing.
0: What was the most surprising thing you learned while creating the second book compared to the first book? Like, was there some a character that you maybe developed a little bit more, and you were like, "Wow, I didn't expect to give them this much in this in these moments."
1: Oh yeah, there's there's uh when Good goes to his uh his home base, his first duty station at Fort Hood, mm-hmm. he meets you know his his Platoon brothers, basically, right? And like all brothers, you get all kinds. You get the ones that irritate you. You get the ones that are funny, crazy. Yeah, you know, always in trouble. You get you get a whole mixed bag full of cats. But, Absolutely. Uh, his roommate, in particular, yeah, they 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 develop a. It's it's fun, because. Good being a black character in an all-white kind of platoon. When, when you first go to your duty station, they send out a sponsor, somebody they think that is closest to what you are comfortable with being around. And since he was the first black guy, they only chose, they chose the craziest, zaniest person they can think of to be my introduction to the unit. Mm. So it, 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 was, it was kind of, what is this? What is this? Why? Who? What? And, and from there, it just grew into a solid foundation that pretty much set the tone for how everyone else in the platoon accepted good. Wow. That's, that's amazing. So how many, where are you
0: in the third book? Are you like 40% done with the writing or you have a lot more to go? Oh, I'm
1: about 40% done with the right. Well, probably a little more than that Mm -hmm. because uh, I'm, I'm, I have the third book is, is a lot faster. There's a lot of uh, of time skips. Okay. So, so it, it, it moves a little faster timeline wise. So it, it's like I'm writing, uh, I'm not sure what they call them, novelettes or novellas. Novellas,
0: yeah, like like less than like forty thousand words, like maybe twenty eight thousand, and then it's like you kind of sometimes you're jumping like age ages like of, like coming of age. So like if they're like twenty one, you like be, like at twenty five, then you'll start
1: talking about like significant moment in the twenty fifth year of their life or whatever they're going through, kind of so exactly. So the third book is is gonna be more or less about how good develops his leadership style. You know, um, how, how, how to lead other soldiers, how to teach and mentor other soldiers, you know, um, the things that soldiers do, the late night phone calls, the, you know, calls to the MP station, the, the family drama, the, the backbiting and, and, you know, everything else that we do on a political side as leaders. Wow.
0: do you have plans after this series of what you want to do next? Or that's when you're going to think about what else can I do? I know you're focusing right now on this task, which makes total sense, but is there a part of you after this that probably thought that you would only do these four and now you're like, I think this is like a second hobby of a career
1: for me kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. I, I never saw myself as an author in this position and now that I'm in this position, the, the, the possibilities are endless now. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm curious on what is in this mind that someone would like or enjoy reading.
0: Right. Do you think you might want to try to travel a little bit after the series and then see if some inspiration strikes? Or
1: That is a definite, yes, definitely. I, I will definitely be taking kind of a hiatus once the series is is finished Mm -hmm. and and normally when when i'm sitting idle and the five or six different voices that i hear in my head somebody will come up with a good idea
0: right do you journal like sometime from time to time not journal as far as like to write down your, your goals for the day and how to execute them or like i try to do that i think it's very
1: helpful so i'm just curious if other people do that that are writers man you know, that's, that's hilarious. I thought I was the only one who, who, who does that. I, when I get a thought, I will say it in my phone as a a memo, an audio memo. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the end of that day, I will listen to all the the memos that I left myself. And I, it's amazing. It's almost like a story in itself. And I take notes, you know, I, I, I have a few ideas of, what I can write after this series right um but yeah they're they're all going to be military centric but just a difference
0: right no that makes sense I mean you could do one who knows about the air force if you know a little bit about that and then you know a pilot trying to figure it out who knows you know it's there's so many stories that some people just love the, the genre of, of military forces, right? So it makes sense. That if that's what you want to do, you just continue to try to be the best at it. And I think you're on your way to doing that, you know.
1: Yeah, one step at a time, man.
0: No, absolutely. So I think that's all I have for you as far as questions go. Is there anything you want to tell those that will listen to this of more about you, more
1: about what to expect from the series and well, what you can expect from this series is a fun, realistic, honest time. It, it, it's not. It's what I learned this term. It's a narrative nonfiction, which means that it's written like nonfiction, but it's it's all real. Every emotion that you will read is authentic. Every emotion that you would have, you will see and you will feel connected with each character. You will see the growth. You will know where that character is going and that thought process. So I highly recommend it. I might be a little biased, but I highly recommend it. No, no, no. I
0: recommend it. I read the first one. I read parts of the second one. I'm waiting for the audio book because I just love the the nuance of hearing somebody that actually was in the military kind of talk about that experience, even though it's fictionalized. It feels very real with some of the, the background choices of, grenades dropping and training different things like that you have going <laughs> on so it's something that I look forward to but I think even just the read will be a a fun quick read because you're so enticed into flipping the page it's a great page turner to say the least appreciate that how and, does and- sorry quick question how, what's the feedback you feel like you're getting and how did your, your family feel that who knew you before you just took on the journey of writing to see a book come out from you and what, are they, what how do they see it and what do they want out of you
1: in these next it, few books? Now that is a double-edged sword. <laughs> that right. family, family can be a really uh, fickle thing. Um, right. I, I consider it a victory just by them purchasing my book. Now, mm-hmm. e- expecting everyone to read it in my family, I, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but most of them are proud of me without really reading why they should be proud of me. So, you know- I get just, that too, that- and
0: that's frustrating. Don't, if you haven't read it, you don't know if I did a good job or not. You're just hearing other people who don't, who probably know you be like, you know, such and such, your, your, your cousin or your nephew or whatever wrote a really good book
1: you should really then you should take heed to that and you should have been the first one to and so that, that's why I say it's a double-edged sword because for one on the other hand I, I I thank them for their support I appreciate them you know spending their hard-earned money on the book but I, for them to All go that was, extra right. step to actually reading it right I, I don't know like I in the second book, I actually pattern multiple characters off of actual family members changed a few things, but actually used their name and pattern right. characters. They still haven't acknowledged that. Right.
0: Have your children read the
1: book? You know, I, I'm a little, I know they're I busy with them, schooling and, and different things like that. So yeah. And I haven't let them read it just yet. Um. They're, they've been asking and I'm pretty sure if they really put their mind to it they can read it without my approval of course but right I I, I ask them not to until it's done oh you want them to read the whole series if
0: they're gonna choose to start reading it okay. that's interesting I don't know I don't have children to tell them don't read a book yet but I'm sure there's a few where I'm like, Wait till like 14 or 15, just in case they have questions of what's real and what's not kind of coming exactly. out of my life. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I want to thank you, Dion, for your time and, and just please continue writing because you're writing great stories and I, I'm appreciative of them. And I'm sure those that, that really will get into you will
1: and they will continue to support you in, in your journey as a writer. So thank you so much my goodness hey, the pleasure was all mine you honor me with this this uh, your podcast and the interview Thank you. and and man you keep doing what you're doing you're constantly being blessed because you are definitely a blessing to everyone else so fatherhood suits you my man it really does I appreciate that
0: ladies and gentlemen this is americana quote writer the writer take care